Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey, Glowstream TV family. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest. Her name is Kiana Agbai. And believe it or not, I met her in my 20s before I was married, before I was a mother, before I even started my career, before I even thought of the concept of glowing up. I met Kiana at an audition for a TV show in New York City. While we were waiting for the results of the audition, we may have had coffee, we may have had lunch, She said she was dating a basketball player. (laughs) That was it. I didn't get the show. She didn't get the show either, but we still glowed up. We managed to find our own path, our own purpose over the years and reconnected randomly on Instagram. This is when social media can be a beautiful thing. Now, Kiana's path turned out to be entrepreneurship. She is the founder of the Harlem Lovebirds blog, and you'll learn a little bit more about that and this basketball player she randomly mentioned to me 15 plus years ago. She is also the founder of a digital marketing agency that blends purpose and social enlightening with her clients' needs. Kiana, welcome to Glow with Marquette Shepard. Oh, so good to be here, Marquette. It's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while. First of all, for the people who are listening at the top, let's just say a little bit about your business and how they can find you. And then we'll get back to that at the end. But first, just tell us about your business and your entrepreneurship. Definitely. Um, So I run the blog Harlem Lovebirds. It started out as a traditional blog online, a mommy blog when I lived in New York City, but it's kind of um, evolved into a lot more than that. So I'm really active on Instagram. That's where you'll find me, uh, Harlem Lovebirds. But I also run a marketing, graphic design, and PR consultancy that brings together the best of a small business owner, peer-to-peer with other small business owners providing those services that a lot of times they can't get at big service agencies. And so my website, Kiana.com, kind of pulls all of that together. So as a connector, a communicator, and a consultant, all of that falls under the umbrella of Kiana.com. I live in Boston. Um, I have a seven and 11-year-old, and I am married to my college sweetheart, the basketball player that was mentioned earlier. 
That's so funny. Okay, so so let's get back to that. So we're both young, single, early 20s, right? In New York, and we meet at this audition. We're we're one of few black people, so we're pretty much up for the same job, right? But there was no competitive vibe about you. I personally have always been collaborative. So I think we went to lunch. It was so long ago, I can't remember. Um, so tell me about what brought you to New York City that day, your hopes, your dreams as a young glow girl in the city. Yeah, definitely. So I was working in advertising at the time. I had been a graduate of Wellesley College all the way back in 2002. And I was very interested in uh, marketing and advertising. That whole world really intrigued me. And so as a psychology major, I really wanted to take those elements that I was learning in, in the classroom and think about how can those be translated into consumer behavior, um, marketing expertise, advertising campaigns. So I was drawn to New York City in some way, uh, shape or form because of the industry. But when I saw that audition come up, I knew that at the time I was living in Boston, um, I knew that New York City was where a lot of those uh, things were in relation to marketing, um, advertising agencies, all of that. And so I was kind of biding my time and finding a way to get to New York City in some way. And so that was one of the options where I was just applying and entering and auditioning and like doing all the things to get to New York. And so that's how I ended up in New York that day. I did eventually make it to New York uh, in 2007. I moved to New York City and I stayed there all the way until 2014. And so that's where the blog Harlem Lovebirds came about. So you, so you were in Harlem, but this show was called Five Takes and it was a travel channel show. And from what I remember, they take five people and they travel around and they get five perspectives or five takes on the city or, or something like that. I know personally, I bombed my audition. Like I bombed it. <laughs> how, did, how did you do? Um, I'm, I travel, well, since then, I've traveled a lot more. But I think at that point, I, I was just nervous and I went back and nitpicked my answers and I was like, oh, I should have been a lot more adventurous, especially because I ended up watching the show and I was like, oh, that's what they were looking for. And it's interesting to see you now and see where I am now. And, and I am, I mean, I, I do some adventurous things, but I'm very still much that kind of like to the facts, serious. I take some risks, but I was like, oh, okay. That's why I wasn't a fit for that. So that audition actually put into perspective for me, like when things don't work out, it's like, oh, okay. I meant to do more of like this. So it, it was good for that muscle, for building that muscle and learning about who I am, uh, what the market may demand and, and where I fit in. Ooh, that's good. What the market is demanding. I'm learning that as an entrepreneur, um, that you got to listen to the market and what the people want. And like you, I watched the show. And when I saw the, the final five, I thought they're perfect. They, they were perfect. It wasn't that I needed to change myself. Um, I wasn't for that. They were for that. And, you know, and, and so it was all good. Um, so you mentioned you were trying to get to New York City. You were always into marketing. Marketers, I'm a marketer myself. We have extroverted personalities. Did you have any, um, any kind of like 
taste for stardom or fame or or being on the big screen because since then you have been on television oh and yeah your blog you are very much an upfront personality yes and i i had been on television even before that i mean growing up in columbus ohio where i'm from um you know there were casting agents the midwest <laughs> you know working in the midwest very different than being in new york city or la so i had always done uh, some type of like stage work, uh, paid work, even, you know, as a kid, um, being on TV, on stage, um, all sorts of things. And so I was kind of used to that. I think once I even did like a textbook campaign. So my, I'm, I'm somewhere in a, in like a geometry textbook. So like an ad campaign or it was, a, it was a textbook. Okay. They were like, yeah, they were like, we need, we need models for our textbook. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll come in and do your textbook campaign. I don't know whatever happened to that, but I, I've always felt very comfortable, even as a kid. I think I, I'm the eldest of four. So there was always an element of leadership and kind of, not that my parents put pressure on me, but I'm the type of person who self-imposes pressure. And I, I see that in my daughter a lot. Oh, I was going to ask yeah. if your kids had the acting bug but in our case it would be I guess the tv host entrepreneur bug yes but it's it's that being comfortable being in the spotlight you know and, and even with my husband with his career his professional basketball career he's retired now but all those years you know the NCAA March Madness it's going on right now so back in the day like he would be on tv I would go to games and like he he's gone through that you know that life experience of being very high profile and so the kids know this like you know even my daughter she's like mommy I googled you and dad yeah I think, I think you might be famous and, mm, not celebrities I mean my husband gets recognized when we go out but it's like low-key but just googling like if I were an 11 year old and I googled you know, who my husband and I are, I would feel like, oh my gosh, I got to kind of level up. So there's that <laughs> unspoken pressure. That's right. Mom's the original. Like, it's so funny with my kid too. Um, you know, he tells his teachers, well, my mom is on TV and she has a book or, you know, and, and he, they're like, really? Because <laughs> I just come <laughs> in, you know, some days I'd be not looking right, you know, at pickup, but, um, I'm glad that my son, and it sounds like your kids see this too. Mommy and daddy are real people with their own lives and their own achievements and live up to that <laughs> son, daughter. And that's interesting because um, one of the, the features I was recently in um, a magazine and one of the quotes, because sometimes I do quotes and interviews and things. I'm like, what did I say? And then I read it back and I'm like, oh, that was good. And I talked about how during this pandemic era, one of the silver linings is that my children had, have had a very front row seat to what I do. Cause it's not just like, oh, mommy's all at home all day. I have a flexible schedule. I work for myself. Now we were all home. So the kids could see like, wow, mommy's like, she is working from home. When I'm at school, mommy is doing all this stuff. So that was really good for them to have a front row seat to what I do. It put it into perspective. Cause I think before the pandemic, it was very abstract. It was like, mommy's on the computer and she's on social media. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and you know what I tell my son, I'm always on my phone. Sometimes I work from my phone. I fill orders from my e-commerce shop from my phone. And he's like, mommy, mommy, stop, you know, facey spacing. And I'm like, mommy's working. My, if you like cookies and juice and all the stuff I do for you, you fall in love with this phone. 
yes, we have to learn. And yes, there's nonsense and mindless, you know, whatever. But I think in the age we're in, especially for the younger generation, seeing these digital tools as pathways, you know, to careers and things of that nature puts it into perspective for them. So being able to clearly delineate, yes, you can use it for playtime, but yeah, there's actually a whole career path that you can have in that digital online space. Let's talk about that. So when you got married, you were on some TV competition show to win a honeymoon or some such, and uh, your husband seemed to be game for it. And then, you, you know, when I met you, you were in corporate America. And I think I called you once after our chance meeting because I had a big job at the time and I didn't know anything about a 401k. And I think I called you and was like, well, I don't even know how to read this thing. Um, because like so many people, I'm the first in my family to do a lot of things. But there was a shift going back to you from when you were in corporate America, uh, you get married, and then Harlem Lovebirds is founded. Tell me about the shift from wanting to work out in New York City at the big companies to wanting to work for yourself. Definitely. So having moved from Boston to New York, you know, I, I have been uh, agency side. So working at an agency here in Boston after graduating from Wellesley, then moving to New York. And being able to, um, actually before I did work client side for a little bit. Um, so that was interesting to get that, you know, both sides of the desk perspective and then went on to New York City to do more account management. So instead of some of the minutiae that I was doing in Boston, once I got to New York, really be, being able to have a higher level position and work on strategy, which, which fed into what I do with my agency now. But at the time, uh, my husband, you know, I was pregnant. He was playing basketball in, um, oh my gosh, in Buenos Aires. And so my my first pregnancy, and it was a lot. And so I was living in New York. Um, I decided to step down, you know, from working corporate. At the time, I was traveling a lot. Um, and, and when I was hired on, it was very much you know, oh, you're rarely going to have to travel to like, you're going away like every other week. And I was like, oh my gosh, this That's is what not they all say. Right? And they were really fun trips. Like when I look back at it, I had some, like super fun trips. Um, but just knowing where I wanted to go and what family meant to me, what family meant to my husband, we're each one of four siblings. Um, I knew that, that that was priority and that I needed something that kind of aligned with with that. And so when I started Harlem Lovebirds, it wasn't necessarily to grow it into a business. It was more so just as a digital uh, journal, so to speak. And in fact, I probably have it somewhere because um, I have a little project going on, um, but it's my old original journal. Wow. When I was seven. Take, and that take a picture of it and send it to yeah. me and I'll, I'll make sure it makes the, <laughs> the final cut. Uh, so that started it all when I think back, because I, I always like to think back to like origin stories and who I was as a kid, what was my essence and being seven years old and writing in my first journal and how that translated. I wrote all the way into my thirties and started thinking about, can I turn this into something digital? Because I started seeing how, you know, people, mommy bloggers were sharing their journeys online. And I said, oh, I want to take this written form that I've been so used to since I was seven 
and turn it into a, a digital journal, so to speak. So I didn't know people were making money when, when I started Harlem Lovebirds. I didn't know people were making money online. It was very early in that whole influencer sphere. But then I started getting brand ambassadorships and sponsored posts. And I was like, man, I'm not even doing that much. And I can make this money like in New York City. And it's, it's more lucrative in New York, I would say. Um, but by the time I was pregnant with my second child, and uh, soon after in 2014, my husband's job took us to, to New Hampshire. And he had retired from basketball by that point. Okay. And uh, when we got to New Hampshire, I was like, look, I have a newborn. Harlem is very different from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. <laughs> and it was like a cultural adjustment. And I thought, you know, what can I do to keep a foot in the door? Because uh, it's not like there was a blog community up there. You know, there's Boston adjacent, like a little over an hour away, but it's even Boston isn't nearly as, as um, it doesn't have nearly as many opportunities for blogging right. and work as New York. And so I started my uh, company just out of the fact that I was getting little freelance projects that were hearkening back to my career in advertising. And my, one of my sisters is a graphic designer. One of them is a publicist. And I Ooh, thought about that's a really good. Okay. So wait a minute. So the name of your company is Trifecta Media Group. And does that come from your three sisters and the, the skills that each of you bring to the company? Yes, that that's where it's from. And my dad at the time, this was 2014 with the newborn. My dad was like, why don't y'all like organize? <laughs> like, why aren't, why don't you do something together? And um, he and my husband were really helpful in like getting things going, coming up, even coming up with the name, our logo, uh, you know, my sister's a graphic designer. So each of our areas of expertise is reflected in our um, kind of like Trident logo, or they kind of look like feathers or arrows. Um, but I think at that point, because we had so many freelance, you know, hey, I know someone who needs um, a press release. I know someone who needs a logo. I know someone who needs, uh, you know, a marketing plan. And we were just like, sharing these things as sisters and then it was like wait a minute we have something here <laughs> and that so that's awesome how, okay yeah. so a yeah. publicist an advertising and marketing executive and a graphic designer that is the perfect trifecta to build a brand absolutely and what we were seeing is fellow small business owners who may have been moonlighting, you know, these side hustles. We weren't saying side hustle in 2014, but um, okay. now that we know that that was the word, we were just seeing all these entrepreneurs who were like, hey, I need assistance in these three areas. I have limited budgets. I'm siphoning money off from my full-time job, or I'm just starting. They can't go hire a, a you know, a agency that's requiring a five-figure retainer. It's just not feasible for most small business owners. However, um, my sisters and I, each of us have worked for very high profile clients um, and agencies. And we thought about, can we scale down the, those services and those areas of expertise? Can we scale it down for these small business owners? And that's you know, been the bread and butter of our business is really helping these small business owners almost have like training wheels so to speak, so that we can be there at the beginning. Maybe they need their logo um, 
hashed out. Maybe they need even like a brand guide, you know, their color scheme, their font, like all those brand identity items that they may not be able to figure out on their own. And so they're able to work with us versus having to hire three, you know, separate agencies or three separate freelancers. They can come to us and we have an existing rapport. We get along. That's the number one thing people always say, you get along with your sisters and yeah. We do. That's a trifecta <laughs> as well, because I have two sisters, and then, yeah, I, I I get when that happens, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So that's that's the beauty of it, and I think coming into the pandemic, because we've always been virtual. You know, I was in New Hampshire, um, and then my sisters were in New York, and so it it was really not that much of a pivot. You know, for us, we had a lot of. Uh, clients have to either step away or pending clients, you know, put things on pause with the pandemic. But in that law, and I think, you know, the the whole protest movement that was happening and supporting Black-owned businesses and all of that, that happened once we got to last year, we ended up having the best year that we've ever had because of that spotlight. Amazing. So now the question is, how do we sustain that? Because I think we're seeing it not only with our business, but across the board, and even with my influencer work, where brands were just clamoring to elevate um, Black voices and, and Black entrepreneurship, and then we kind of saw some fatigue. And I think there's a lot of people who are accessing that right now, saying, hey, we can't lose steam. We have to keep going. And so that's kind of where we're at right now for, for this year, kind of thinking about those clients who were in the pipeline Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. How can we bring them forward and, and you know, keep growing our business? But I was really grateful for that spotlight. I know a lot of businesses who needed that boost, but I'm thinking about longevity and how can we sustain that? I love that. Okay, so for my audience, I call them glow getters. For those who are listening, there are certain things that are just 
sticking out that are just screaming, pay attention to this. And one thing is, Kiana, you talk about listening, which is a marketing strategy, right? You're listening to the market, you're listening to your target audience, and they're saying they want a company where um, they have all of these three uh, skills, which you and your sisters have. And you're also listening to the fact that a small business owner pipeline with these needs you can service them because the big agencies, they're maybe just looking for, like you said, the $5,000, I'm sorry, $10,000 and up contracts monthly, right? Five figures, um, not $5,000. And you said, well, there's a market for people who cannot afford that, but can still use our services. And therefore you started to service a market that wasn't being serviced. I think that's huge. Absolutely. And, and the feedback, I mean, prior to the, I think it was February, 2020, it was my first time being in a business pitch competition here, a local competition, because we have been doing so much word of mouth. And I was like, you know what, let me put myself out there and ended up getting second place. And then everything shut down, like in a matter of weeks. And it was like, what? Um, but it really set the standard for me putting the company um, into pitches, putting myself in competitions and, and going back to that time, even, you know, when we were auditioning for five takes, this vulnerability of, you know, what does it mean to, to revisit that? And there's so many amazing opportunities out there. I had done the um, eCornell program that Bank of America has running the past few years. I did that last year And even just out of that, it's like every month, so many amazing grants and scholarships and e-learning opportunities. It just keeps going. And so I'm trying to put myself in a position of, um, you know, putting myself out there, applying for things. So it's a balance of, of that, you know, applying and putting myself out there. But also there's been a lot that's come my way just by virtue of being in the digital world since, um, when was that 2009 or so? So everyone's online now, but you were early. Can you talk to the glow getters listening to you on Apple podcasts or watching us on Facebook? Um, what is the advantage of embracing emerging technology early? Cause a lot of folks in our community, for some reason, we, we don't, we don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I see that, you know, in my own circle, I, a lot of my friends aren't online, like, you know, people that I've known for many years, they're just like not online. So when I do all these things for, you know, for, to them, it's very abstract. And I have to explain almost in terms of, you know, remember when, you know, back in the day, there wasn't television or there, we just had radio and this is one more method of communicating. And so I think being an early adopter, um, it, it definitely has its pros and cons. So of course, being digital for me was just an extension of my written journal. So that, that was kind of my pathway. But what we're seeing now is this push towards everyone either recording their voice, this whole podcasting boom, or being on video in very short form. And I think for me, coming from the blogging world, I was blogging every day, five days a week, like writing full posts with photos taken with my DSLR camera. I look back at that life and I'm like, no way. <laughs> like we're, we're moving at a much quicker speed now. So I think whatever it is you decide to adopt, 
you pick that maybe one channel and you go for it. So if you're feeling like, you know what, I can't get down with TikTok, but you know what, I can do Instagram. Maybe you pick that and you go with it. I think this notion of you have to be everywhere, that frenetic energy does not sit well with me and my mental health. I'd much rather show up fewer places well than many places poorly. Ooh, that is so good. Okay. So don't try to be everything to all digital platforms. That's a tip there. And um, obviously you said something, I mean, just briefly, but take care of your mental well-being, right? It, 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 it is overwhelming if you make it that way. Um, so I love this. It's just perfect one platform. Like I know I'm terrible at TikTok. I call it mom talk. Because I'm on there and I'm like with my eight-year-old, like Hi, he'll do a TikTok, don't even have a phone in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I have officially crossed the, the border from young to not young anymore. <laughs> but um, I'm not trying to be a TikTok star and I'm, I'm at peace with that. So I love that bit of advice. Um, so Harlem Lovebirds is going strong. You put in the work. Um, I like what you said about that too, because blogging every day with pictures or a video, making them good pictures, making the blog meaningful, that's how people rise. You know, there's so much work and pieces that people don't see to when you have arrived and you have um, a budding, vibrant business with multiple clients. And it looks so great when people meet you at this point, but how many people ask you, well, how many times did you blog? How many years of work did you put in um, up until this day? So are there any other tips you could give our glow getters out there who are like, I want to do that? Um, Because I know one thing about entrepreneurship is it's freedom. I never have to walk into anybody's office and say, I need to go pick up my son and worry if they're going to judge me. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I, in, you know, in answering your question, uh, I think one of the, the benefits of this path, this entrepreneurship pathway is definitely that freedom, but I think it's the ability to reflect back on this path that I've laid for myself. And I think all those hours put in setting that groundwork and that foundation, you know, it's like when they say that when you see the duck all calm on the surface of the water and underneath the feet are going, you know, so I have all of that groundwork that I put in where now I don't blog traditionally, the blog is there. If a partner wants me to blog and put up a traditional blog post, I can do it. But most of the action is happening on on Instagram, but I get found by the work that I've done all those years. So that's kind of built up my online resume of, wow, she's been talking about her parenting journey, her, you know, growing her children in these different environments where we moved from New York to New Hampshire and back to Boston. And you can kind of go back and and see that through line of parenting and entrepreneurship and that track record. And I think when you're online and you're trying to figure out where you want to go or what you want to do, if you show up in a way that allows you to tell your authentic story versus modeling what other people are doing, you're going to find success. And that doesn't necessarily mean financial, but it's the thing that helps you put your head to to the pillow at night. And so from an integrity perspective, 
uh, that's been number one for me. So while I don't have a crazy amount of followers, those that I do have in my community have been with me many, many years. So when I say, you know what, you need to sign up for this program, you need to donate to this, you know, I, I swear by this laundry detergent, whatever it is, they know like, wow, Kiana really is authentic. She's just not throwing up some product because somebody's given her a paycheck. The things that I sign on to do are put through a very tight filter. And so I value that for my audience. I value the opportunities that we give to each other. And I think there's been this shift of, you know, getting from all of these short form platforms that we have and this burnout of constantly looking at these scrolling videos and maybe thinking about now as the world starts to open up, how do we reconnect in, in person? And so that's been one of the things that I've been uh, pulled towards because also before the pandemic, I was in the process of hosting quarterly retreats um, for women here in New England. And I had got one out the, out the door and you know, of course everything shut down, but I'm in the position right now coming up for the summer and beyond um, once a quarter, being able to bring women and community together in small groups. And so that's something where, you know, this pivot now I'm thinking about, well, where does this brand Kiana go next? And I love public speaking. I love connecting. I love elevating other women entrepreneurs. And I think by being able to hire maybe like a yoga, a black yoga instructor or a woman in my community, who's a chef and bringing them all together can I elevate their businesses as an entrepreneur, but also provide a benefit for women in my community who may not be able to afford a $5,000 retreat for women down in Mexico and arrange childcare and all those things. But yes, living in New England, they can get away to the Cape, you know, for three days. So again, kind of like Trifecta Media Group, it's seeing that there's a desire and a need, but can I scale it down and make it more accessible? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. The biggest joy you've had in launching your own business. The biggest joy is that it's family, you know? Um, I love my family. And uh, apart from my sisters, I also have a brother. Uh, both of my parents are still living. Um, I have one last living grandmother. And I just think it's beautiful that we're able to work together as a family and hopefully for the long-term benefit of, of the future generations, you know, just from a wealth building perspective. 
uh, being financially savvy and maybe the kids coming up next will be inspired by us and want to carry that on. And what has been the hardest thing about your journey, but that you have overcome? I think the fear of putting myself out there. And so when I think back to that pitch I talked about, I was really nervous about that, you know, where before it was just letting things come to me. What happens with my business if I put it out there for scrutiny in front of judges? Um, that was really intimidating, but I'm really glad that I overcame that. Well, that's just the audition process. I mean, I must say yeah. anybody, actor, actress, TV host, if you go on a bunch of auditions, you develop thick skin. So if for that reason and nothing else, uh, the, the audition has served you well because you can put yourself out there now and know that you'll be okay with a yes or a no. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about dreaming big. Uh, this is a concept to me where I was in a meeting once and the client was saying, think bigger think bigger. And she was challenging everyone on the call. Um, she's a black woman and she's working for a global brand. And um, she had worked for a global brand before she had worked for the global brand that brought us in the meeting. And I was enamored by her, but also intimidated. And it was like she was about to fire the company because we weren't thinking big enough. Um, and that taught me a lesson in having, having the vision and the guts to um, look at your pie in the sky dreams, look at it in the mirror, in your imagination and say, why not? Why not me? So for you, what would be that vision? Oh, it's so funny you said, why not me? I was actually sharing that. I put that as a hashtag in my Instagram stories, one of my stories today about applying to more opportunities and you know this path that I'm on that I was speaking about earlier. Um, my big dream would really be to focus on my public speaking business because I did work with a coach, uh, I wanna say the end of 2020, who really helped me clarify all these things I do and how I show up and, you know, narrow it down and think about what are those things that provide the best ROI? How do they make me feel? What do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? And I find that public speaking for me comes easy and I get great feedback when I do it from an ROI perspective, you know, for prep leading into it. It's not necessarily the same as having clients with my business that need a, you know, a lot of online maintenance or ongoing maintenance. But I think the public speaking business, I would love to be able to do a few engagements a year that becomes the bulk of my income and being able to continue to build my schedule around my family. Cause that's the, that's the constant that's important for me in 10 years, I'll be an empty nester. So what would it look like for the next 10 years to build a robust public speaking business? I've done a lot of public speaking, but I think what's ahead of me is so much greater than all these other things that I've done. I love that. You are prioritizing your family, right? And I believe your children and anyone who prioritizes their family and their children, the children will be better off as a result of it. 
but you've also got a whole life that you're planning for, thinking ahead for. Um, so who are some of your favorite public speakers who you're like, oh, okay, I see you. I see you. Watch out in 10 years. Um, I think back, you know, back on the blogging circuit and going to conferences and speaking at conferences, uh, many years ago, I went to Blogalicious for the first time. The conference doesn't exist anymore, but Harriet Cole was there speaking and she was just so dynamic. And she left me with this image uh, about open-handed living. And she was using, you know, the imagery, which is, you know, such a great public speaking tool, opening her hand and talking about what does it mean when you live in that way? And that has carried me through a lot of, uh, you know, how I operate, how I engage, how I connect, where when we hold opportunities and things close to us, um, you know, it doesn't always get reciprocated with opportunities coming our way. So what does it mean when you release that, bring opportunities to other people? And living that way has brought me so many cool opportunities and connections. So Harriet Cole definitely uh, sticks out for me. Um, other public speakers, um, hmm. I was on a panel with a DEI expert, Jennifer Brown, who's very uh, dynamic. When I was uh, speaking at Altitude Summit a couple years ago, and we were on a panel together, and I just always enjoy hearing her speak. And um, Monique Melton is another public speaker, also from the same um, from the same conference, Altitude Summit, where we last saw each other before everything shut down. And I think she's done a lot of great. Uh, work in the anti-racism space and beyond. So those are kind of the three that are coming to mind right now. Excellent. And I, and I see, you know, just scrolling your stories and um, following you and Harlem Lovebirds, um, there is a real distinct, authentic voice. Um, you don't shy away from social justice issues. And uh, I respect that. Um, when so many people want to say, well, I'm going to just be in the middle and have no opinion. If there was ever a time to have an opinion, I believe it's now. And I respect the fact that um, you have an opinion and probably I'm guessing, but you let me know your clients like that and they know what they're getting before they even pick up the phone and talk to you for the first time. Oh, absolutely. And I think you are, I guess, magnetized in a way. So when I think of the clients who come to us either by word of mouth or just find us, when I sit down and think of the work that these clients that I've been blessed to work with are doing, there's common threads. They may be in different industries, but there's common threads of equity and justice um, that run through all of them. And I think you know the way that I express myself online attracts those type of clients without me having to put together some shiny marketing campaign. And I, I love that that comes through. And it's been really great to see that I don't have to mute myself or restrict myself in that way um, that I can be my authentic self and still run a business. And on that note, let us know where we can find you, where we can follow you and stay in touch beyond this interview. So my website is kiana.com and that houses all things I do in the realm of content creation, public speaking, my consulting business, Trifecta Media Group. And then I'm very active on Instagram. That, that's where I show up the most. So my handle there is Harlem Lovebirds.
Love it. Thank you so much for our audience listening or watching on Facebook. Hit that follow button, comment, share, save. This is how you can support a small business, low-hanging fruit from the tree. And then who knows, maybe one day you'll be like me and you'll run into Kiana at an audition. <laughs> you'll get lunch. She'll tell you about a basketball player and uh, you, you'll be on her show or she'll be on your show. The way this world works is by collaboration. And so I thank you, Kiana, for, um, you know, just a pleasant and delightful chance encounter so many years ago, because I personally have learned a lot just from reconnecting and listening to you on this podcast. Oh, thank you, Marquette. It's been great being on the podcast. Glow with Marquette Shepard is brought to you by Glowstream TV, an inspirational home shopping streaming network available on Amazon Fire TV, Roku TV, and worldwide via GlowstreamTV.com. Shop, discover, glow. Visit MarquetteShepard.com for more about the host. To have your product, service, or business featured as one of the Glow brands, contact us at info at GlowstreamTV.com. And don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to our social media channels at Glowstream TV. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.